So are you ready for something new from someplace new? Oh, I'm so ready. Welcome to From Someplace New, the Onward Travel Podcast, where Karen Bernhardt and John Sumpel discuss their hows and whys, lows and highs, and lessons learned while living abroad. The new thing that we're going to do this week on this episode is to talk about travel stories. Super excited about this. Awesome. Because so, our life is a lot of travel stories, really cool things that are happening. So we're right. going to share some of those with you. So it could be a story about a place that we've been to, a city we've been to, a restaurant we've been to, people we've met along the way. There's so many different travel stories uh, from so many different perspectives. And we just want to start sharing them because some of them are really interesting and some of them are motivational and some of them, like this one, helped us better understand a culture. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about our very first travel story, which is Hoel, the cab driver from Akamal. But so much more than the cab driver. Which... As we came to learn. Yes. So let's talk a little bit of backstory. How did we meet Hoel? So Hoel was the cab driver that picked me up when I was grocery shopping one day. So the grocery store was 20 minutes away from where we lived. So I had a couple bags of groceries, wasn't going to take a Collectivo, hopped in a cab, and Hoel was my driver. And throughout the course of the 20-minute journey, we started chatting. I started to learn a little bit about him. But when Ooh, we... Let me ask. Um, did you sense that he was very conversational right away? Like, did he ask where you were from and different things? Or did you have to push a little bit? Because, you know, we've had those different experiences yeah. with cab drivers and Uber drivers. I mean, just like anything. I mean, people's personalities come through. Some are, are very engaged right away with us. Yeah, he didn't, like, he wasn't a chatty Cathy type of thing. He mm -hmm. didn't just start blurting and asking a bunch of questions. He was, I would say, very professional and very basic questions. But as I chatted with him, it was very easy to talk with him. So it wasn't like, where are you from? And just like this, you know, we've had a couple of people who've done that. But he was somebody who was very nice, very professional, very clean car, which was really yeah, appreciated. <laughs> By the time we finished the 20 minute ride home, he specifically said to me, if you ever need a ride, feel free to give me a call. Here's my WhatsApp number. If I'm available, I'll come and pick you up. Right. And looking back on that, that first, because you had the first encounter with him, I was back at the apartment. I remember you coming in with the groceries and you were all excited. You're like, I just met the coolest cab driver. You're like, he's, you know, the local guy. He's really, really interesting. And there's some opportunity for us to do, you know, more with him. Yeah. So the, the more with him was one of the questions that I asked him, and it wasn't on the first ride. I think it was a, the subsequent ride when we were chatting. I said, you know, asked him specifically, do you ever do day trips? And and he said yes, and, and basically came to learn that a lot of the cab drivers do that. Which was surprising to me. I didn't right. realize that. Yeah, we just thought mm -hmm. it was... It is common. Yeah, that it was a out. transactional ride from point A to point B. Mm -hmm. But a lot of them, the way that they make additional money is by doing day trips and private driving. So they're not only a cab driver, but they also have the ability within their schedule to take time to take tourists to different locations for day trips. Right. So perfect. Was, like, I mean, we were awesome. really jazzed about that. So we probably did maybe a half a dozen cab rides with him because we met him. Uh, it wasn't necessarily early on. It was probably midway during midway our time, through. right? Yeah, mm -hmm. midway through. In, in the process of chatting with him, the conversations 
became less casual and more about him and and me asking him questions and you asking him questions right. specifically about living where he lives mm-hmm. and what that was like. And one of the big questions that I wanted to follow up on him with had to do with uh, the area that we were visiting is very touristy. I mean, it's tourist from Tulum because all of, the way up yeah. to Cancun. Right, that whole strip is... Tourist haven. Yeah, resorts, tourist central. So I, I asked him, I said, is there any resentment for the people who live locally for all this this influx of tourists who come in and go out and... And I could see how it could be a little bit bothersome for people. Why who were lived. you curious to ask that? Well, because I, I witnessed the tourism, the way that tourists treat people sometimes, whether it's wait staff or there's just this sense of entitlement that is a little bit obnoxious sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I was asking him about that, specifically about, you know, do you ever come across tourists who are not fun to drive around? Right. And what do you say? But when I asked the specific question about, you know, does it bother you? And he said, no, actually, it doesn't bother me or any of the people that live along the Mayan Riviera because. If they weren't here, we wouldn't have the jobs that we have. So they stimulate the economy. They provide opportunities for us to make money and provide for our families. So that was kind of like, a oh, I never really thought of it from that way. I was thinking about it only from my perspective was I'm seeing obnoxious tourists from time to time. So, you know, his explanation of that kind of led to further discussions about what is the opportunity for you and how does the day trips help supplement your income? Yeah, I feel like we talked quite a bit about his job dynamic and just how he earns a living. And I even got into the you know, specific numbers and learned quite a bit about like the minimum wage in Mexico. Right. And um, that just being an example of you know going a little bit deeper and getting to know him. So one of the things that he was sharing with us that was interesting was the fact that people would go to where the jobs are. And that they would be more than happy to work for extended periods of time and then go back and see their family and then for a long weekend and then come back and do the same thing. A lot of people lived on property. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the resorts in that area had, had lodging for their staff. Right. I had no idea. Yeah, had that's no so idea. interesting. And that's very common. So yeah. that was a very, very cool insight. The overwhelming sense that we had, even though the conditions might not be, you know, what in the U.S. or maybe in other developed countries might not be ideal compared on what what we see as being like the perfect neighborhood, completely content. They were all content. There was no like, things are bad for us. You know, he was very appreciative of, of the situation he was in. He was saying, though, that with the boom in tourism over the last several years, that the cost of living was increasing for them, which made it all the more reason for him to look for opportunities to do day trips. And, and things of that nature and, and supplement his family's incomes because he was working for his family, not just his wife, but also for his extended family, her That's family, right. his family, mm-hmm. extended family. So it was fascinating to yeah, learn that. For sure. And we were happy to oblige with yeah. the uh, doing something more than a transactional cab ride because now we're you know getting to know him, super cool guy, and now we can do some some extended days and together. We, and for us that was a that was a point too. We were like, I would much rather pay Howell to take us on a day trip than to do it to an excursion company because I knew the money was going yes. directly to him. Right. So it's basically a private trip, a right. private day tour, but something that we are glad to do because it's it's a more interesting experience and we know how it's going to benefit him and his right. family. Right. And so we wound up doing two separate trips with him. Yeah. 
amazing, and, amazing day trips. Yeah, so let's just I talk. Mean, some of the most special, yeah, excursions well, we've done. One of the things we asked him, you know, when we first started the whole idea of day trips was, well, where would you go? If you were going to go with your family, where would you go? Right. Where would you so take again, your family? So again, that local angle, because... To, I mean, to be clear, we do touristy things. I mean, some, that is part of what we do. But we're always curious about the off-the-beaten-path, the kind of, the, you know, the next-tier type places that you could go where it's going to feel a little more unique, a little more, you know, special than something off the brochure that everybody and their grandmother is pursuing when they're in that area. And to our surprise, he did mention some of the places, uh, two of the places that we went to that were, I would say, a little bit more touristy. But he said, these are places that I would definitely go with right. my family to right. because they're so enjoyable. It's, it's like double endorsement, right? Right, right. So one of them was Koba, mm -hmm. which is one of the ancient Mayan ruins, which was fascinating. Amazing. That was the first ruins that we Our went to. Our first ruins. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah was, and there's been many since, but that was our first our first ruins. And, and um, you never forget your first. <laughs> no. And with that one too, one of the things that I remember is that he was like, "Okay, you guys go in. I'll be here in the car." He parked the, in the parking lot of a restaurant, and when we came back out, he was sleeping in the Aww, car. Oh <laughs> yeah, he was napping. He's like, "This is great." But that was one this of the things a chill, too. A chill afternoon. And that we've learned this with other cab drivers too is that when they took us someplace that was uh, not necessarily a quick turnaround and come back for. Them, they would just wait. Even if it was for an hour, two hours, three hours, they would just say, we'll wait here until you're done. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it wasn't like drop you off and then go back and then you're stuck out Which, there looking for another Yeah, we cat. weren't sure about that. We no. thought that maybe, I don't know. It's happened I, a couple of would, times. That they, he or someone else would just go out, I don't know, yeah. run errands or do something right. you know, for those right. uh, those hours, but no. If they just, just take hang. a nap and mm -hmm. hang out there and wait for you to be done. Mm -hmm. So we learned through the process of, of meeting Howell that this is how it's going to work in some of the countries that we visited is that cab drivers are very accommodating. It's not a transaction, see you later, and you're gone. A lot of them want to uh, engage with you. We've had a couple of people who have given us business cards mm -hmm, to say, if mm -hmm. you do need you know, any day trips, you know, or, look me up. Or we've had cab drivers or Uber drivers that, as they're engaging with us, are like, you know, I love to learn about, sure, about you know, people that are visiting. Right. And there's also the thing that happens where they're like the pride, right? about their country and they'll just ask you like almost very vulnerable like so what do you think like you know are you enjoying whatever the city or the area and it's just it's very endearing and when you do express how much you enjoy it they are over, they light up overjoyed yeah yeah, yeah. it's like they're so, so proud. again not to say that there aren't some you know some nitty-gritty conversations where we're getting into more issues in that that happens too but the first level is always what do you think you right. know Right. Of, of our because you're visiting you're, you're living here right now what do you think right and there's a sense of pride and i think that doesn't happen right away that's not the first conversation no. you have oh, with a no. cab driver mm. but as you get to know somebody a little bit better and so howell recommended that we go to coba he said if you're going to go to anyone that's the one i would recommend awesome wreck yeah mm -hmm. and he also recommended that we go to a few cenotes so what are cenotes? Oh my gosh, the cenotes. So amazing. So in the Yucatan Peninsula, if you think about it like this, as this was explained to us, that it's almost like a sponge. All the different like holes of a sponge are where there's these pools of water, these cenotes. So some of them are open where you see them from the surface, the ground. So they just look like pools. Various, you know, vegetation in that. Some of them are more dense and some of them are very like open. But then there's the ones that are capped, 
where you actually have to go underground and inside that cavern, that bubble with the pooled water. Amazing. Right. Fresh water. So fresh water. Yes. And they're all through the, and only the Yucatan Peninsula, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, nowhere else in Mexico. It's unique to the Yucatan. They're they're splendid. And and we had heard about cenotes from other people too. They're Mm -hmm. like, oh, you have to go and visit cenotes. But there's a lot of very commercial touristy cenotes. Sure. And we didn't go to those. He recommended. They're almost like water parks, you know, at Mm -hmm. a cenote, which again, we're not interested in that. Right. And he recommended too that he goes to with his family. And we went to them, and they weren't that busy. It wasn't too crazy. And they were fascinating. Absolutely, it really was. Absolutely fascinating. I mean, I would say, I mean, you talk about breathtaking travel experiences. That first one when we went down that stairs into that space. Mm-hmm. And it's almost, I mean, I've heard it called this like a cathedral type of feeling because you get, um, depending on the vegetation, the light, the sunlight will, come, will cast through. So you're in this big open space, but there's dappled sunlight and there's kind of an echo, like a hushed, but hushed, but echo because and you're it's in a cavern, like, like a cavern, a, ca- a cavern, right? Yeah, cool. I mean they're so unique, so unique. Anyway, yeah. so after we and this is all part of the first trip, and we also went to Valladolid, and he recommended we're close, let's drop by there and we can have lunch there, and we bought him lunch. And we appreciated him sharing information with us, so we wanted to give that appreciation back to him, which was returned again in the form of friendship. And so relaxed, just awesome. I mean, you know, there's so much sharing that goes on anyway, sharing, you know, having a meal with somebody and having that time together. Yeah, it was just great. And then the second trip. The second trip was to Bacalar which is was fascinating. It's three hours south of Tulum, and it was absolutely amazing. It's very difficult to describe it. Pictures do it justice more than words will ever do on a podcast. Can't point to the photograph. But the uh, the beauty of it was the seven colors of blue, the seven lakes of blue. Exquisite. Absolutely exquisite. And what was so neat about that trip, it was the long ride down. So we left very early in the morning, 7 o'clock. We were on the road. And uh, we arrived around 10 o'clock in the morning. We hired a boat to take us out and explore. And when we were getting ready to go, and he was like, well, I'll meet you, you know, here when you're done. And we're like, you're coming with us. Yeah, I mean, we were kind of baffled by that. Like, no, no, of course you're coming with us. We want, want to do this together. And he was so appreciative and so humble about the whole thing. And he said, I haven't done it in a long time. This will be a lot of fun. He made, made a comment about, I wish my wife was here too. Oh, he took a lot right. of photos. Mm-hmm. And it was just a really special day. Unfortunately for him, he was dressed in his work pants oh, and, right. and work shirt. shirt. Yeah, and a belt. And a belt. Yeah, so, and, and, and we're like <laughs> bathing suits and jumping oh, in the water yeah. and covering ourselves with mineral mud and but he thoroughly enjoyed it, and it was an awesome, awesome day that we spent with him. So we were with him about 12 hours that day. It was a long day. Yeah, it was a long day. And, that, I mean, that, that car time, I mean, I don't think we were quiet for one minute of no. those car rides. I mean, just no. talking, just back learned. and forth so, so easily. Yeah, and learned yeah. a lot. So that was a year and a half ago that we met Howell. And we continue to keep in touch with them. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Reach out on WhatsApp and and ask how the family's doing. And I mean, I truly, I mean, it's funny because I think I did it at the beginning of this podcast. But when you say Howell, 
I'm always like, oh, well, like yeah. it's that feeling. Like it's just, he was just such a sweet, nice guy. Yeah, it was an awesome experience. And the the real, it was really the first of many that we've since encountered that we really, I don't think, anticipated that that was going to be something we would experience, no. that we would make friends with people who were drivers, mm-hmm. who we have now met uh, three specific people that we spent more than one day with. And two of them have become, I would say, friends that when communication with them, that we would be more than happy to go back to that location. Oh, in a heartbeat, I would look them up. Look them up. And want to, yeah. And the other thing, too, that I told Howell that we would do, and again, it's taken a while to get to this point, is that if we ever had an opportunity to promote him as a driver to anybody who might be going to that area, Tulum, we have his contact information, and if you're ever going to be in Tulum, let us know. You will be absolutely set for any ride that you needed around that area. Yep, awesome guy. We love we love Howell. So that's our travel story. Mm-hmm. It's that's... it was about Howell and the benefits of engaging in conversations, which kind of turned into a travel tip. Interestingly, absolutely right. So the, what's the tip? The tip for us was. When you're sitting with somebody who is engaging with you in conversation, do not be afraid to say, hey, do you ever do private excursions with people? And uh, if they say yes, then you know that you have somebody that you can customize a day for and do something that isn't part of the hordes that might be doing the touristy stuff. When we spent our days with him, it was just the three of us. Yeah, and we amazing. had a blast. Absolute such blast. Such a good time. So, so good. So that, uh, that is our first travel story. Uh, we look forward to bringing in a lot more in the future. If you have any questions about Howell, feel free to drop us a line. We'd be happy to connect you to him. And uh, yeah, Howell. Oh, Howell. Oh, oh. <laughs>